You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, Minisode number 527. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Sometimes I like to really dig into my radio voice and pretend like I'm a late night radio DJ on some Love Jams radio station. Do you remember those? If you're my age, you might remember that where they would have, you know, these deep, sexy voices and and do dedications. Those were sometimes heartbreaking. Because it was like somebody broke up and they were like, this one goes out to Jenny. John is hoping that you come back and that he's so sorry. And then they play like Brian Adams, um, right here waiting for you. <laughs> I don't remember if that's the name of the song, but that's the first song that I thought of. Anyway, that's not what I came here to talk about. I digress, as I as I like to do. Today, I'm going to talk to you about Something that I mention fairly often over here on the podcast and in my books, and that is the concept of being unattached to the outcome. And I think it can be helpful to sort of dig deeper and expand and extrapolate what these terms mean and what they actually look like in real life. And not just that, how incredibly difficult they are to to integrate into your life and to actually do them. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about today is how to do that and the difference between being attached and unattached to the outcome. Before I do that, I do want to mention that I have one spot open for one-on-one private coaching with me right now and for the summer, if that is something that you're up for, I would love to chat with you. So head on over to andreaowen.com slash coaching. There's a handful of different ways that I work with people. It can be consulting if you are a coach or you want to write a book or you want to start a podcast or something like that. We can do that together. Or it can be life coaching if you have some goals that you want to achieve and you just can't seem to get it. Let's chat. And then I also do The Daring Way. I facilitate that one-on-one privately with people who want to dig deeper and have uh, it's many sessions over many months, and it is much deeper work. If you're not sure where to find those on my website, just fill out the application on andreaowen.com slash coaching, and we will send you in the right direction. And after we chat, I can help you decide what would be best for you if you're not sure. All right, let's chat about this topic. Being unattached to the income, uh, the outcome, the income, <laughs> the income as well. I'm not even, I'm not even going to start that over and, and correct that. Yes, being unattached to the outcome as well as the income. Let's start with the concept of what it looks like to be attached to the outcome, which I think that is where most of us operate when we want something. It could be anything, and 
obviously, I think what we're talking about more here in, in regard to personal development is when you are wanting to be in a relationship with someone. You started dating again and you really want to find your person and you get attached to having that happen. Or sometimes you get attached to this person that you start dating and you really want it to work out. Releasing that is very, very hard. Or you are about to ask for a raise at work and you have this meeting with your boss and you, you know, you do this whole song and dance and you get attached to the outcome. Where it kind of goes sideways and where it becomes a problem is when we base our worth on the outcome. We base our self-esteem, how we feel about ourselves. We base our ability for future endeavors, which is our self-confidence. We base that on how the outcome is going to go. Being unattached to the outcome does, I want to say this from the very beginning, it does not mean that you don't feel disappointment if it doesn't work out in your favor. Like everyone does, like you're human. I I shouldn't say everyone, but I'm sure there are some people who don't, maybe they're Buddhist monks. I don't, I don't know. But the majority of the people that I know, even if they find themselves spiritual or have done this work and they, they, they aren't that attached to the outcome, they still feel disappointment. It's not a matter of, of not doing that, but it's just, it's a matter of, not basing your worth as a person on the outcome that you are hoping for. Por ejemplo, that is the extent of my Spanish. For example, I, a couple, well, no, it's been a few years. I think around 2018, I started my hobby of houseplants. I had so many. At one point, I had over 50 houseplants and realized it was one of those like, well, that escalated quickly. Um, and was just because I was like propagating and like, ooh, this is fun. And then all of a sudden I realized like how much work it is. And anyway, that's that's not my point. But previously before that, I always thought that I had a black thumb. I couldn't keep a plant alive. And as I started to have all of these plants and have them thrive and grow, not all of them, definitely I've I've killed a handful of them on accident. But and this is this is going to be sort of a rudimentary example. Being attached to the outcome would look like I want all of these plants to thrive, even the ones that the internet says are hard to grow. I want all of them to survive. And if they die, if any of them die, then I am a terrible person. (laughs) I am the absolute worst at this. I should just scrap the whole thing. I don't deserve plants. That's being attached to the outcome. Being unattached to the outcome might look like me just choosing the perspective of this is a fun experiment. This is a fun experiment to see what happens. You guys know one of my favorite words to use all the time is curiosity. So we remain curious about what will happen. What if I don't even like it? What if I don't think it's fun? That That's an option too. That could be an outcome. What if they all die? I don't know. What if they get bugs and then the bugs spread, which that's happened before and it's pretty awful. 
just a pain in the ass. But it's about being unattached to whether or not these plants live or not. And if they don't, I can still be disappointed. I can still be like, well, that sucks. I spent a lot of money and time on those plants. But it doesn't mean that I should never have more plants again. It doesn't mean that I should completely throw in the towel when it comes to having this hobby as a as a houseplant person. I will I'll give you a few more like more real life examples in, in a minute here. But I want to kind of go through the step-by-step process of how to do this. And I want to just really emphasize before I do that. I will I might say this more than once during this podcast. This is never easy. At least in my experience, it is never easy. I have to constantly remind myself that I cannot get attached to an outcome. Because I've definitely done the opposite where I've had expectations of how something will go and then it doesn't go that way and been devastated. And then this is the kicker. And this is like the real whole point that I want us to all try to avoid. When I get my ass handed to me because I had some expectations that didn't go my way, then I make up stories and beliefs about myself or my abilities or my future decisions based on that one thing, based on that one failure because I was so attached to the outcome of it going a certain way. So the first step is, and it's, and it like most personal development things, it's the awareness. It's an obvious one, but it's, it has to be said. The first step is to recognize how you're attached. Recognize when you do this and what exactly it is that you are attached to. That's the first step. We're going to take a really quick ad break and then I will tell you the second step. I first gave AG1 a try because I was feeling low energy and sluggish and coffee just wasn't giving me what I needed. Especially in these winter months, I struggle with pep in my step. And since drinking AG1, I felt more energized and focused. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. Because aging is a part of life that we all have to deal with, but I don't think it should prevent me from doing the things I love, like going on long hikes with my dog. I want to do the things that matter to me for as long as possible, which is why I drink AG1 every morning to support my brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm laying the groundwork for long-term health. I know with AG1, I'm giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process, so you know it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrient density. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to have them as a longtime partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com noise. That's drinkag1.com noise. Check it out. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. 
Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. With Shopify POS, you can accept credit cards, mobile payments, and every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing, starting on day one. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash noise, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash noise to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash noise. Second step is that you decide that you'll be okay no matter what happens. This is the one I often forget. So I'm going to say that again. Decide that you'll be okay no matter what happens. I'm so glad I'm making this podcast episode because I need it. (laughs) So this might mean that you will trust that you will be able to be resilient. You trust that you'll be able to be resilient. You will find another way if necessary, if you want to try again. You trust that you can process grief, any grief or disappointment that might come up instead of pushing it away and sort of, you know, trying to put a silver lining on it or something like that. You know, and this is a, a quote that I love from my friend, Rachel Luna, you know, if not this, then something better. If it doesn't work out, something better is coming. You know, some people like the quote, rejection is protection, or they say rejection is God's protection. Rejection is the universe's protection. So I'm going to go through those again. I, I feel like this part is worth repeating, that you'll be okay at the end of whatever happens with this, whatever thing comes up, however it goes, that you're going to eventually be okay. Is there a process in there that you might not be okay? Yep, sure is. But eventually that that you will. You trust that you'll be able to be resilient, that you will find another way if possible. You will process the grief and disappointment and whatever other feelings come up that you might feel. You You know, if not this, then something better. So that's that's really it. Those are the two steps that I feel like would be super helpful to be unattached to the outcome. I want to talk about some real life examples. So in one of my books, I cannot remember which one, one of my former clients, her name is Teresa. She gave a personal, I feel like it was in How to Stop Feeling Like Shit, but she she came, she gave a personal anecdote about relationships. And she says that she is still allowed to feel happy or heartbreaking, heartbroken based on what happens, but that she doesn't wrap her worth on the outcome. She said she's gotten to a place that she's she knows she's still worthy. She's still beautiful. She's still a lovable human being, whether that particular partner wants to be with her or not. That takes a lot of self-growth 
Because I think so many of us have been in that place where, myself included, where I've like based my worth on whether or not, not only somebody wanted to be with me, but if they treated me well in the relationship, that's where I based my self-esteem and that's where I based my self-worth. So Teresa's example is a, is a great way of showing that you can feel the feelings. The feelings are still going to be there based on what happens, whichever outcome, but she does not wrap her worth on that outcome. That's the key. So another example might be when you're trying to manifest something. You know, I don't I don't talk about the the law of attraction all that much anymore as much as I used to. I've talked about it, you know, the reasons why I don't need to get into it, but I think there are some aspects of it that can still be helpful in terms of your goals, you know, getting to the place that you want to be and like where you want your mindset to be, where you want your focus to be. And this, I just want to say, because <laughs> it's important, it's not about dismissing what's actually happening in your life. It's not about just ignoring all of the difficult things that I think is toxic. That's what they call toxic positivity. But I do think it can be helpful to, you know, you set your goals, you take inspired, healthy, excited action to get there. And one of the things about the law of attraction that they talk about is that to be open for the outcome to look differently than you originally thought it would. So for instance, say you have a credit card balance of like $10,000 and you want to pay it off. It's making you nervous. And you decide to start selling your cat booties that you crochet. You're going to start selling them on Etsy. And you figure out like how many pairs of cat booties you're going to have to sell to to make this $10,000 to be able to pay off this credit card debt. And then you're like, well, you know, that's kind of a lot of a lot of cat booties I have to sell, but I think I can do it and you're and you're doing all the things that the law of attraction tells you to do, but the law of attraction would tell you if you're trying to manifest the money, don't put all of your focus on that money coming in by selling those cat booties. That money might come in through an inheritance that you didn't even know was coming. Or surprise, you get money back from the government that you didn't even know was owed to you. Or you get a sudden bonus at work that that you didn't know was coming. That $10,000 could come from anywhere. There's countless stories of that happening from people, like ways that they didn't even think about it. If you're trying to manifest a job and say you see this particular job on the internet and or on LinkedIn and it looks amazing and it looks like the perfect job for you, and then you get so attached to getting that particular job, the law of attraction says like, you might be blocking out something better. That's where that phrase, if not this, then something better might really come in handy. But it's hard to do that, right? Like we get, I don't know if you guys are like me, but like I get, I get focused on something and it is, it, it just can be a little bit of a disaster. Like, okay, this, it just like, I hone in like a dog on a trail trying to sniff something out. And so I get it. I get that it can be difficult. And and what it also looks like in real life is sort of this bouncing back and forth, if you will, of being really focused on the outcome and getting really excited about it and imagining your life, you know, either with this person or this job or paying off this debt or whatever the outcome is that you're looking for. And then you're like, oh, wait, yeah, I need to probably practice detachment and not be attached to the outcome. So it's kind of like this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The other The other real life example of being unattached to the outcome and one that I've talked about several times on the show, but I do think it's worth repeating is being unattached to an outcome around having a hard conversation with someone. And 
you will have many of them in your life. These happen at work. These happen with our friends. It happens with our family, which I think is the most difficult. Those are the most difficult ones to have. It can happen with your your children or, or really anyone. Hard conversations, not necessarily setting a boundary, that too, but any kind of hard conversation. This, I think, is the best way to uh, practice detachment. Not an easy one, but practice detachment. So when you're going into this conversation, the win is that you even had the conversation in in the first place. The win is that you showed up from a place of clarity and probably preparation, because I always say like never go into these conversations cold or especially don't go into these conversations angry or too emotional. You go in. And so that you are proud of the person that you are when you're having the conversation and that when you're, then when you're done with the conversation. One of the things that I do, this is just kind of a side note when it comes to hard conversations, not necessarily being unattached to the outcome, but anytime someone DMs me or texts me, and this is, you know, regardless if it's my professional life or my personal life, especially when it's email or DM or text or something like that, and I have to respond in writing. I always think to myself, if someone took a screenshot of this and put it on blast, would I be able to stand behind this? Or would I be ashamed of how I showed up? And the answer 99% of the time is, yeah, I'd be I'd be happy about that. Not necessarily happy, because sometimes it's a tough thing to have to tell someone, but proud of how I showed up as kind as possible, clear, concise, compassionate, all of those ways. Okay. End of end of my side tangent. But having that hard conversation, we can get so caught up in the win being that we get what we want from that other person. That would be rad. It would, but it doesn't always happen. Sometimes it's messy. Sometimes the other person gets defensive or they can meet you with contempt or raised voices, just shut you out completely. Like you really don't know at the end of the day how it's going to go. So being attached to the outcome of that around getting what you want is a surefire way of ending up incredibly disappointed. So that, (laughs) those are some hard lessons to learn. But think about before you head into those conversations, what is the win? And if you tell yourself that the win is that you're going to get what you want, you need to think again. The win is that you showed up for the conversation. The win is that you that you showed up for yourself to say what you needed to say and that you didn't abandon yourself again, like so many of us have done over and over again, I'm raising my hand over here. So being unattached to the outcome. Lifelong lessons, you guys. This is, again, something, you know, the reason I wanted to make this is because it's something that I needed a a reminder about because I think that this can be a struggle every single day of wanting, wanting what we want and wanting it to go the way that we want, especially if you are like me and you struggle around control and feeling incredibly uncomfortable with uncertainty because it's vulnerable. I mean, that's a lot of the work that I do. Being unattached to the outcome is vulnerable. It all is. To be alive is to be vulnerable, my friends. It certainly is. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. 
And I appreciate you so much. And remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now. Hey, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. I am currently filling up my schedule for speaking gigs for fall 2023 and winter. So if you are somebody that works for a company or owns a company where you do events, you do sales kickoffs, things like that, and you need an amazing keynote speaker, I might be your girl. So if you head on over to andreaohen.com slash speaking, you can see more of my topics and my speaking reel. And also there's a contact page there. Even if you think that, oh, I can't afford somebody as amazing and as famous as Andrea Owen, fill it out anyway. Let's hop on the phone. We may be able to work something out. If it is a perfect fit, I am more than happy to negotiate something that works for everyone. So andreaowen.com slash speaking. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.